ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد سبناون حديث ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يحل دم امرئ مسلم الا باحدى ثلاث الثيب الزاني والنفس بالنفس والتارك لدينه المفارق للجماعه رواه البخاري ومسلم So in this hadith now Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the blood of a Muslim the blood of a Muslim individual is not permissible except in one of three instances the blood of a Muslim individual is not permissible to take except in one of three instances And they are going to be clarified and explained by Shaykh Al-Fawzan in this explanation to the hadith. The first of those, Al-Thayyibu Zani, a fornicator. However, like we said, the details of this fornication and what is meant by it will come. Uh, because Al-Thayyibu Zani, Al-Thayyib would indicate somebody who is not a virgin. But we'll come to the details. وَالنَّفْسُ بِالنَّفْسِ And to make the justification for the one who kills another, to have that individual also killed as, they say, capital punishment. But we'll come to the details. وَالتَّارِكُ لِدِينِهِ وَالْمُفَارِقُ لِلْجَمَاعَةِ The one who leaves his religion and splits from the congregation. Uh, and this is mentioned in Al-Bukhari, a Muslim, the narration. The explanation of that now. الشيخ الفوزان says جاء الإسلام بالضرورات الخمس Islam has come with the five necessities Islam has come with five necessitating factors Firstly حفظ الدين Firstly to protect the religion Islam has come with five necessities or five aspects within it One of those is the protection of the religion. To protect the religion. بِقَتْلِ الْمُرْتَدِّ الَّذِي يَتَلَاعَبُ بِالدِّينِ And that can occur, for example, in a Muslim state, run properly and correctly upon the laws of Islam, that an apostate may be given the capital punishment. Also, حِفْظُ الْعَقْلِ To protect the intelligence, the intellect بِحِفْظِهِ مِنْ كُلِّ مَا يَضُرُّهُ مِنَ الْمُسْكِرَاتِ وَالْمُخَدِّرَاتِ To protect one's intellect, his faculties, his mental faculties, to protect those, that is also something from the legislation of Islam. So for example, it is haram to take alcohol, to drink alcohol, which would cover the mind of an individual and cause him to lose his full senses. Similarly, drugs. It is impermissible to take any form of drugs. 
that would cause this type of reaction within his mind. It overcomes his mind. He loses senses of what he is doing. So therefore alcohol and drugs and these types of chemicals are impermissible and forbidden to protect and preserve the mind of an individual. Also, nafs to protect the soul or the right of an individual. Meaning, if an individual murders someone, then it is permissible Islamically for that family of the murdered to seek the murderer to be killed also. I.e., as they call it, capital punishment. To have that individual also killed for him having killed somebody else. Hifdul mal and also to protect the wealth of the people. So for example, the wealth of the people is protected, for example, by chopping the hand of the one who steals. The one who steals, and it is mentioned in the books of the fiqh, what quantity he must steal and in the manner it is done in. But the one who steals, then his hand can be taken in order to protect the wealth of the people so that he does not steal. So Islam has come to protect the wealth of the people also. And وَحِفْظُ الْعِرْضَ Fifthly, to protect the honor of the people. Islam has come as one of its aspects to protect the honor of the people. بِجَلْدِ الْقَاضِفِ الَّذِي يَقْذِفُ الْمُسْلِمَ بِالزِّنَا For example, somebody who accuses others, who accuses other Muslims of fornication. Without any proof, without any evidence or unable to prove that, then this individual can be whipped Islamically to protect the honor of the one being accused. Or somebody who performs some lewd act, some inappropriate act which is not permissible, then again he can be whipped 80 times to protect the honor of the people. إِلَّا أَنْ يَأْتِيَ بِأَرْبَعَةِ شُهُودٍ Except if an individual came with four witnesses. If a person came with four witnesses to this fornication that he claims, or to this lewd act that he claims somebody has engaged in, يُثْبِتُونَ مَا يَقُولُ They can affirm and testify to what he is saying. وَإِلَّا فَإِنَّهُ يُجْلَدٍ And if he can't get that, he doesn't have four witnesses to this, then he is whipped for this accusation that he is making without proof. وَهَذَا حِفْظٌ لِأَعْرَاضِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ And this is protecting the honor of the Muslims. Otherwise people will go around saying all types of things, making all types of accusations. Rather Islam protects the honor of the people. وَفِيهِ حِفْظُ النَّسْلِ لِأَنَّ الزِّنَا يَخْلِطُ الْأَنْسَابِ وَيُسَبِّبُ الْأَمْرَاضِ وَيَذْهَبُ بِالْحَيَاءِ فَخَطَرُهُ عَظِيمٌ and similarly, the fornication, then of course that is prohibited in Islam because one of the uh, acts or one of the consequences that occurs from fornication is that the lineage is lost. The lineage becomes mixed up amongst the people, those who are fornicating. And it is not known who the father is and where the mother is and all types of the lineage becomes mixed up between the people fornicating. So the Islam... Islam protects the lineage, it protects the honor of the people. Not to be in this chaotic manner of fornication and nobody knows who the father is, or where the parents are. So Islam protects these rights and honors of the people. 
فَهَذِهِ الضُّرُورَاتِ جَاءَ الْإِسْلَامُ بِحِفْظِهَا So these necessities, Islam came to protect them. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم فِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ And that's why the Prophet وسلم said in this narration, لَا يَحِلُّ دَمُ مُرِئِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ That it is not permissible to take the blood of a Muslim individual. فَمَنْ شَهِدَ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهُ فَإِنَّهُ دَخَلَ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ وَحَرُمَ دَمُهُ وَمَالُهُ So the one who testifies to لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ testifies that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah. testifies that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. He testifies to that testification. Then that individual, he is protected now, his wealth and his blood and his honor, it is protected from having accepted Islam and entering into Islam. And that is why the Prophet ﷺ said in the other narration, أُمِرْتُ أَنْ أُقَاتِلَ النَّاسِ حَتَّى يَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ I've been commanded to fight against the people until they proclaim that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah. And Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. وَيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ And that they establish the prayer. وَيُؤْتُوا الزَّكَاءِ And they give the zakat. فَإِذَا فَعَلُوا ذَلِكَ So if they do that, عَصَمُوا مِنِّي دِمَاءَهُمْ They have protected from me their wealth, or their blood rather. وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ And their wealth. إِلَّا بِحَقِّ الْإِسْلَامِ Except with due right Islamically. وَحِسَابُهُمْ عَلَى اللَّهِ And their accountability is with Allah. فَمَنْ أَظْهَرَ الْإِسْلَامِ قَبِلْنَاهُ So whomsoever, openly portrays to us that he's a Muslim, then we have to accept that from him. We have to accept that this person is a Muslim then. If he openly portrays that he's Muslim, portrays the testification, then we have to think that this individual is a Muslim. And we therefore have to respect his blood and his wealth and his honor and his uh, affairs. We have to respect and protect that individual and not to transgress. وَصَارَ أَخًا لَنَا Because he is now a brother to us. فَلَا يَجُوزُ تَعَدِّ عَلَيْهِ It is therefore not permissible to transgress against such an individual if he proclaims openly to be a Muslim and upon Islam. إِلَّا إِذَا ارْتَكَبَ أَحَدَ ثَلَاثَةِ أُمُورِ Except if a Muslim was to engage in one of three acts. If a Muslim engaged in one of three acts, then his blood becomes permissible. In order to protect these five aspects that have been mentioned. So what is the first time when it is permissible to take the blood of a Muslim? النفس بالنفس And that is when a person kills someone, then the murderer is allowed to be killed under Islamic law, capital punishment as they say. That is permissible. Here the Shaykh mentions Al-Qisas. And that is mentioned in the Quran. Al-Qisas that you take the life of the murderer who killed the other person. The murderer kills somebody, the family of the person who's been killed can Islamically ask for the murderer to be killed as well, to make up for the killing that he has done. So that is taking his soul for the soul that he took. That is making the balance and the justice between that act. He killed one of their family, so they can now request that he be killed. That is permissible legal Islamically, and it is legal to have that person killed, capital punishment. That is permissible in that instance. And Allah mentioned in the Quran, Ya amanu kutiba alaykum al-qisas. Oh, you who believe this qisas has been prescribed upon you. 
It has been prescribed upon you the qisas to take the soul in exchange for the soul that he took. Under the Islamic law, properly done by the ruler, not chaotically that anybody acts like a vigilante. We are talking about this being practiced properly in the state of an Islamic law, where it can be done by the, the people in charge and in authority, not for anybody to go and do this themselves. That is not Islam, that is the way of the takfiris. Rather, this is to be done properly in the Islamic state where the ruler can implement these rules. Kutiba يعني فرضا فالقصاص فرض إذا طالب به المجني عليه أوليه ويجب على ولي الأمر أن ينفذ القصاص حفظا للدماء. So if the person who has been murdered, his family, they make a demand from the ruler of the country that they want the murderer to be killed. Then the ruler, he implements that. And it is allowed for him to have that person killed. In response for him having killed this other one. That's a permissible instance now. And that is to protect the blood of the people. Because if the murderer is allowed to walk free and do as he pleases, and there is nothing which occurs to him, then that would uh, allow him to openly do as he pleases. But rather it's mentioned in the religion that you can either have the individual killed, or there is blood money that can be paid, or the family themselves chooses to forgive him. But if none of that occurs, none of that happens, nobody calls up the murderer in the first place, he walks around, does as he pleases, then this is no protection for the blood of the Muslims. He may go kill again. So this must be practiced in the proper manner. فَإِذَا تُرِكَ الْقِصَاصُ سُفِكَةِ الدِّمَاءِ So if this was left, and no murderer was ever held accountable for his act, and his own life taken for the life that he has taken. If this never occurred, then the blood of the people would be spilt. Murderers will go around killing as they please. وَانْتَشَرَ الْخَوْفُ وَالرُّعْبُ فِي الْمُجْتَمَعِ And the fear would spread amongst the community. Fear would spread amongst the community that these murderers are going around committing these acts. أَمَّا إِذَا قُتِلَتْ نَفْسٌ وَاحِدَةٌ ظَالِمَ اِرْتَدَعَ الْجَمِيعُ As for in the instance... Where one murderer, he is killed. The authorities, they take this murderer and they kill the murderer for him having killed another person. Then the community, the society, when they see that, they see that the authorities will practice the law, the Islamic law, and they will kill the murderer, capital punishment. Then that will put off individuals committing murder. That will protect the, uh, the blood of the people. وَأَمِنَ الْمُجْتَمَعِ And then the society will have more security within itself. They will have more security within themselves. وَهَذَا لَا يَكُونُ إِلَّا فِي الْإِسْلَامِ أَمَّا أَنْظِمَةُ الْكُفْرِ وَالْأَنْظِمَةُ الْبَشَرِيَّةِ فَإِنَّهَا تَمْنَعُ الْقَتْلِ وَتَحْمِ الظَّالِمِ وَالْمَعْتَدِي وَتَصَاعِدُهُ The Shaykh says, Islamically this rule is applicable. Islamically that's what can occur. The murderer can be killed in exchange for the murder that he's committed. However, the Sheikh says in the man-made laws that the people have across the world, in most places nowadays, there is no capital punishment. It exists in some places. In some states of the world, in some places, it still exists. But in many places, they don't have that anymore. And the Sheikh says this, in reality, isn't correct. It's as if they are protecting the murderers. It's as if they are protecting the murderers. By not having this punishment upon them for them going and murdering and killing others. 
وَلَا تَرْحَمُوا الْمَجْنِيَّ عَلَيْهِ And this in reality isn't showing any mercy to the one who's been transgressed upon. A family has had their child murdered, or one of their, their mother murdered, or somebody murdered, killed in cold blood. And the authorities and the laws of the land say, the person, he just goes to jail for 10 years and comes out again. This isn't justice to the family. It isn't justice to the ones who've had somebody killed in them. وَلَا تَرْحَمُ الْمُجْتَمَعَ And in fact the shaykh says, this isn't showing mercy to the society as a whole. To have these types of punishments which aren't in reality punishments. Then it's not a mercy to the society. It's not justice to the society. Because then this killer, this murderer, he comes out again after 15 years, 10 years, and he's free to go around doing what he pleases once again. وَإِنَّمَا تَرْحَمُ الظَّالِمَ الْمُعْتَدِي وَتَحْمِيهِ This type of way, it protects the criminals. It protects the criminals and it gives them, Salamatullah, and it gives them protection, it gives them security, that they are able to do these things and they don't have any severe punishment upon them. وَغَايَةُ مَا يَعْمَلُونَ مَعَهُ أَنَّهُمْ يَحْكُمُونَ عَلَيْهِ بِالسِّجْنِ خَمْسَمِئَةَ سَنَةَ أَوْ أَرْبَعَمِئَةَ سَنَةَ أَوْ مَدَ الْحَيَاءَ ثُمَّ يَعْفُونَ عَنْهُ وَيُخْرِجُونَهُ The Shaykh says mostly what they will do is say he has a life sentence. 400 years, 500 years. They give those sentences sometimes. The life sentence. But even then the Shaykh says later on at some point, they'll have some type of appeal or whatever and they'll let him go as well. So this isn't the proper punishment. فَهُمْ يُشِيعُونَ فَقَدْ أَنَّهُمْ حَكَمُوا عَلَيْهِ بِهَذَا الْحُكَمُ So it's as if they are just promoting that we are preserving justice and we put him in prison. But in reality afterwards murderers and all types they walk free. وَأَمَّا التَّنْفِيذُ فَلَيْسَ هُنَاكَ تَنْفِيذُ وَلَوْ نُفِّذَ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَكْفِي بَلْ لَا بُدَّ مِنَ الْحَسْمِ وَالْقِصَاصُ مِنْهُ بِقَتْلِهِ وَهَذَا رَحْمَةٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلُ the reality of preventing this type of act from really stopping murderers from committing murder, the Shaykh says you must have this Islamic law, Islamically in the Islamic states where it's practiced, then it will put people off from committing these crimes when they see that the murderer will be killed in exchange for him having murdered. It won't just be a case of a few years in jail and you're out again. Rather they will be feared Fear will go into them when they know that this is the punishment they will be faced with. So that is something that Islamically, under the Islamic state, where there is a ruler, where it's possible through the state and the authorities properly, not vigilante that anyone goes, does what they please. Then that is something Islamically permissible to have somebody killed in that capital punishment style, because they are a murderer who's killed somebody else. Athani, the second instance. Athayyibu zani. Athayyib. الذي وطئ امرأته المسلمة أو الذمية في نكاح صحيح فإنه صار محسنا بهذا الزواج الثيب is somebody who has uh, had relations with his wife has had relations with his wife uh, in the marital home within the marital status he has had relations so he's not a virgin that individual, if he goes and performs fornication, if he is married and he has engaged in intercourse within that marriage, yet afterwards he still goes and commits fornication, and this type of individual is somebody who is causing corruption upon the earth. He is causing corruption upon the earth. Because he is now taking the honor of the people. 
وَجَرَّبَ الزَّوَاجِ He has experienced, he has experienced marriage. He has experienced marriage himself. And he has experienced relations within marriage himself. Yet he knows therefore the honor that there should be. Yet he goes out and he takes the honor of the people by committing these lewd acts and committing fornication, even after he has experienced all of that himself within marriage. فَلَيْسَ لَهُ عُذَرْ فِي تَعَدِّيهِ So he has no excuse for this transgression. He has no excuse for committing this transgression. وَعِنْدَهُ مَا يُغْنِيهِ And in fact he has what suffices him. He is married. He is married and he has what suffices him. Within marriage he is able to legally, Islamically, in the halal manner perform those acts. Yet he chooses to leave that and go out and perform the acts in a haram, impermissible manner outside of marriage with individuals that it is not permissible for him to engage in those acts with. So even though he has the Islamic way of doing that, he is married. He has the Islamic way, the halal way of engaging in those acts. Within marriage, he chooses to go outside of that. فَهَذَا يُسْتَبَاحُ دَمُهُ So this type of individual who fornicates after marriage, after having experienced that himself, having experienced relations, he's no longer a virgin, then it is permissible for this individual to also be killed by stoning. By stoning that individual, يُقْتَلُ بِكَيْفِيَّةٍ خَاصَ وَهِيَ الرَّجْمُ بِأَنْ يُرْجَمَ بِالْحِجَارَ حَتَّى يَمُوتُ so this individual can be stoned until he dies. Again, within the Islamic state where it is possible to be done in the proper way, not vigilante. All of this is done in the proper manner. Otherwise, you will hear the takfiris saying that it is permissible for you to take the law into your own hands. You can go and take people and kill them. This is not the way. Rather, under the state, under the laws, with the ruler, the Islamic Muslim ruler, then it's possible for that to be done. Otherwise, not for individuals to go themselves and to carry this out themselves. That's why when they talk about Al-Amr bil-Ma'roof wa Nahi al-Munkar, enjoining the good and forbidding the evil, the hadith says, "Man ra'a minkum munkaran bi If you're able to change some evil that you see with your hand, then do that first. And if he is not able, then with his tongue. When would a person not be able? The scholars they mention in the explanation of the hadith. That typically the one who can change the evil with his hand will be the person in authority, the rulers, the leaders, or a person in authority like the head of the household. You're in authority of your household, but you are not in authority of the society. You are not in authority of this land. That is for the ruler. So you are not able to go around as a vigilante to physically change things. So this is something to bear in mind. وَهَذَا مُتَوَاتِرٌ فِي الْقُرْآنِ وَسُنَّ وَعَمَلِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ and this is something that is well known, mutawatir, spread with multiple chains uh, from the Qur'an, the sunnah, and the action of the believers to have the individual stoned who is a fornicator after marriage, uh, after the virginity. And this is one of the laws, prescribed punishments of Allah. It is not enough for that fornicator in that way just to be killed with a, with a, with a sword. It must be done in this way, with the stoning. And publicly in front of the people. That is the law of Islam. In order that the remainder who are unlooking 
will then be frightened by this. They'll take a lesson from that. When they see this individual being stoned in this way, they'll fear and they won't want to ever engage in this act. They won't ever want to transgress and fornicate once they see the reality of the punishment that occurs to the one who commits that. وَهَذَا مِنْ مَحَاسِنِ الْإِسْلَامَ This is from the goodness of Islam, from the goodness of Islam. وَحِمَايَتِهِ لِلْعَرَاضِ And the protection Islam gives to the honor of the people. وَحِفْظًا لِلْفُرُوجِ And the protection for the private parts of the people to protect them so that they do not engage in lewd and inappropriate acts of fornication or otherwise. And within it is protection of the lineage. As we said otherwise, for these individuals now you see in the society, half of them don't know who their fathers are, who their mothers are. All fornicated and mixed without marriage and nothing. But Islam protects the lineage in that way. وَقَدْ اشْتَهَرَ The shaykh also says, قَدْ اشْتَهَرَ أَمْرُ هَذِهِ الْأَمْرَاضِ فِي الْعَصْرِ الْحَدِيثِ Nowadays, due to this fornication, many illnesses have spread amongst the people. Many illnesses have spread amongst the people from this illegal uh, intercourse that they engage in. This type of fornication that they engage in. وَظَهَرَتْ إِحْصَائِيَّاتِ عَنْ مَرَضِ الْإِذْ الَّذِي أَصَابَ الْمُجْتَمَعَاتِ الَّتِي تَشِيعُ فِيهَا فَاحِشَ الزِّنَا وَالْلِوَاطِ And the Shaykh says the figures are available to see regarding the illness of AIDS that has spread amongst the communities where there is much fornication and homosexuality. وَيَمُوتُ الْمَلَايِينَ And millions die from it. مِنَ الْبَشَرِ بِسَبَبِ هَذِهِ الْجَرِيمَةِ الْفَضِيعَةِ Because of this heinous act, this terrible act of fornication, then it spreads, this disease it spreads, and many die from it. And that's why Allah said in the Qur'an, وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا zina." Do not come anywhere close to fornication. Allah didn't just say, Wala taznu, don't fornicate. Allah said, Do not come anywhere near fornication. Yani, even the ways that lead you to fornication, leave those ways. Even something that could lead onto fornication, don't even do that thing. Stay well away. Stay away from the manners or the ways that could potentially lead you to fornication. That's what the command is in the Quran. Stay away from fornication. Not just don't do it. Stay away from all of the methods that could lead onto it. Stay away from all of them too. أُتْرُكُ الْأَسْبَابِ الَّتِي تُوَصِّلُ إِلَى الزِّنَا مِنَ النَّظَرِ For example, looking illegally, looking at uh, what is not permissible for you to look at. وَسَفَرِ الْمَرْأَةِ بِدُونِ mahram And women traveling without a mahram that can lead to this act of fornication. وَتَبَرُّجُ nisa And that women, they go out uncovered, not properly protected, not properly covered. وَسُفُورِهِنَّ وَاخْتِلَاطِهِنَّ بِالرِّجَالِ And the free mixing which occurs between the men and the women. وَهَذِهِ أَسْبَابٌ لِزِنَا And all of this leads to fornication occurring. And there's no doubt about that. Nobody can reject that. That the free mixing and the way of the society of men and women all together why do all of these affairs occur between the people? All of these affairs that you hear of in the society of people engaging within them, all of this fornication, you hear of all of these types of activities occurring because of the free mixing between the men and the women. They mix together and eventually they fall into this. The third individual is the one who leaves his religion, the apostate, al-murtadda. 
And that is because the Prophet said, Man baddala deenahu faqtuluh. Whomsoever changes his religion, then kill him. لِأَنَّهُ شَهِدَ وَاعْتَرَفَ أَنَّ هَذَا الدِّينَ حَقٍّ وَدَخَلَ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ So because he has affirmed and acknowledged that Islam is the truth. He has entered into Islam. ثُمَّ بَعْدَ مَعْرِفَتِهِ وَاقْتِنَاعِهِ يَرْتَدْ Then after he knew that and he was convinced by Islam, he then apostates. فَهَذَا دَلِيلٌ عَلَى فَسَادِهِ This indicates that this person is corrupt. فَهَذَا يُقْتَلُ حَدًّا حِمَايَةً لِلدِّينَ مِنَ التَّلَاعُبِ so this individual is killed, prescribed punishment from Allah in order to protect the religion from people messing around in this way. And to stop those people who want to try to divert others away from their religion. Because the Shaykh says some people they enter into Islam openly, apparently, then they apostate. لِيَقُولَ لِلنَّاسِ So that they can say to people, لَمْ يَرْتَدَّ إِلَّا لِأَنَّهُ رَأَى أَنَّ الدِّينَ لَيْسَ فِيهِ صَلَحِيَّةِ So that they can say to people, I used to be Muslim etc. But I left it because it just wasn't suitable. Islam just isn't right. So as the Shaykh says, some people they may enter into Islam and then leave an apostate so that they can make these kinds of statements. That Islam isn't good and there was nothing useful of it. X, Y and Z and they talk about these things afterwards. So some people they may behave in that manner. لِأَنَّ هَذَا الَّذِي يَرْتَدَّ مِنَ الْمُفَكِّرِينَ وَمِنَ الْمُدْرِكِينَ لِلْأُمُورِ وَلَوْ أَنَّهُ رَأَى فِي هَذَا الدِّينَ خَيْرًا لَمَرْتَدْ Because these types of people are intellectuals often. If they uh, knew of the reality of Islam and they knew of the beauty of it, then they wouldn't have apostated. هَكَذَا يَقُولُ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَضِعَافُ الْإِيمَانِ فَإِذَا قُتِلَ فَإِنَّ النَّاسَ يَحْتَرِمُونَ messes around in this way, he is Muslim and upon Islam and accepts and acknowledges all of that. And then after that, he turns around and leaves and ignores all of that in apostates. Then this is playing around and it can open up the door to doubts to other people. So that person can also be killed under the Islamic law, under the Islamic state in order to prevent that doubt and from that type of behavior spreading amongst the people. وَقَوْلُهُ الْمُفَارِقُ لِلْجَمَاعَةِ قيل هو الذي يخرج على ولي الأمر ويفارق جماعة المسلمين. The one who leaves the congregation, the unity of the Muslims. Some other scholars say that is somebody who goes out against the rulers. He goes against the Muslims, against the rulers. ويراد بذلك الخوارج and they are the خوارج. That's what's meant by them. والبغات the بغات those who also transgress against the rulers. ومن شق عصا الطاعة and the one who tries to split. The unity of the obedience to the rulers and, and the unity of the Muslims, the one who attempts to split that and to break that apart. And he goes out against the congregation, against the, the, the group and the unity of the Muslims. So that type of person who's trying to cause splits in the ranks of the Muslims and go out against them and attack them and go out against the rulers like the Khawarij and these likes, then they can be fought against in order to stop their harm and their evil. وَإِذَا قُتِلَ بِالْقِتَالِ وَالْجِهَادِ فَإِنَّ قَتْلَهُ مَأْذُونٌ بِهِ شَرْعًا And if you end up having killing some of them, you end up killing some of the khawarij in that, then it's permissible Islamically, that's not held accountable for. Because you were fighting against them to stop their evil. Their evil of going against the Muslims and killing the Muslims and going out against the rulers. So if you end up killing some of these types of individuals who have split away, then it is not held accountable. 
وإذا نعم لأنه صيانة للدين من التلاعب وصيانة لاجتماع كلمة المسلمين هذا هو المفارق للجماعة because that is for the purpose of protecting the religion and protecting the unity of the Muslims and that's why we see the scholars they speak so much regarding the khawarij the khawarij they are mentioned in the books of Aqeedah the scholars talk about their deviation the deviation of the khawarij going out against the believers going out against the Muslims making permissible the blood of the Muslims outside of what is legislated Islamically in those specific reasons. They will make halal the blood of Muslims for Muslims committing major sins. Any Muslim commits a major sin, then they declare him a disbeliever. So to fight against them, then that is permissible again within the conditions, within the possible framework of being able to do so. فَدَلَّ ذَلِكَ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْمُسْلِمَ يَلْزَمُ جَمَاعَةَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَإِمَامَهُمْ this therefore indicates that a person is supposed to cling on to the unity of the Muslims. Cling on to the rope of Allah, all of you together. United, as we mentioned last time, upon the Quran and the Sunnah and that straight path. And you do not split away from the Muslims and go against them and attempt to attack them. That person can be fought against them and killed in order to protect the society and to protect the Muslims and to protect the unity of the believers. وَقَدْ كَفَلَ الْإِسْلَامُ قَدْ كَفَلَ الْإِسْلَامُ حُرِّيَةَ الرَّأِي بِالْحَقِّ بِأَنْ يَعْمَلَ الْمُسْلِمُ عَلَىٰ إِظْهَارِ الْحَقِّ وَلَا يَخَافُ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَلَا يَخَافُ فِي اللَّهِ وَلَا يَخَافُ فِي اللَّهِ لَوْمَ تَلَائِمْ أَمَّا حُرِّيَةُ الرَّأِي بِنَصْرِ الْبَاطِلِ وَتَرْكِ الدِّينِ وَالطَّعْنِ فِيهِ وَصَبِّ as for freedom of speech, then Islam protects freedom of speech. As long as that freedom of speech, you are speaking the truth, speaking upon the truth, and what is correct and upright. A person speaks upon what is correct and upright and speaks the truth, then that is protected by Islam. Islam doesn't stop you from speaking the truth and to act upon the truth. However, if a person wishes to have freedom of speech in terms of being able to speak nonsense and to speak about things which are outside of the fold of Islam or outside of that which Islam it preaches, then that is not the freedom of speech that is being mentioned here. That is incorrect speech for a person to think or for them to request that they should have freedom of speech as some of the people now, they bring about all types of things which is from ignorance. And they say this is freedom of speech and rights. So they wish to have a woman to lead the prayer where men are behind her. Some of them wish to do this and they have begun to do it already. And in reality, if a person ponders and thinks, they say this is rights for the women. A woman should be able to lead the prayer. Rights for the women. Why is it only the men? This is what they say from their deluded intellects and the whispers of the shaitan. And if a person thinks about the affair, thinks about how Islam protects and preserves the woman, even at a very basic level, if a woman was leading the prayer and the men are praying behind her, is that suitable for the men to be looking at that? For the woman praying in front, going into the ruku'ah, going into the sujood. From that very basic level, let alone anything else, already you realize how inappropriate it is, and how Islam preserves the woman, not to put her in front in show, to be seen by all of the men behind her going into ruku' and into a prostration. They though say that's rights for the women. They think that is rights for the woman. For her to be shown in front of the men going into ruku' and going into sujood. 
They believe from the whispers of the shaitan that is right. And this is from their delusion. So freedom of speech isn't this nonsense. Here we talk about speaking the truth and upholding Islam. Nobody is stopping that, nobody is preventing that. So this is the hadith that speaks about this. That it is not permissible for an individual to transgress against others. It is not permissible to murder or to kill. And this shows to you again the deviated way of the khawarij, the takfiris, who make it halal to do that. And they say, so what if some Muslims are killed too? It's collateral damage, they'll be in Jannah. That is the nonsense from these takfiris and the khawarij that you hear. Here the hadith from the sunnah of the Prophet tells us, the blood of the Muslims, the blood of the people, it is protected, it is preserved only properly with the laws of Allah in certain situations, it is permissible to take the blood of a Muslim. So that is what we learn from this hadith in brief. And next time inshallah we'll begin with the hadith that none of you is a true believer until, or rather, the one who believes in Allah on the last day, then either speak something good or remain silent. That inshallah will do from next week at the same time. Wassallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. If there's any quick questions, you can take them. What's the situation with regards to someone mocks a part of Sharia, like chopping hands off if somebody does well, that's not right, or, you know, mock six or things like that? Mocking the religion is apostasy in of itself. Somebody who mocks the religion mocks the religion, then that individual, his act is an act of declaring outside of Islam, declaring him outside of Islam. Because how can a Muslim claim to be a Muslim, yet mock the religion of Islam? Doesn't make any sense. And that's why you have the famous narration of those individuals when they were going to the Battle of Tabuk. They were going to the Battle of Tabuk, and the Battle of Tabuk happened in summer, when it was really hot. And Tabuk was far away. And the enemies that they were facing, some of the Romans, etc., they were a big army. So this was a test. 30,000 went out with the Prophet ﷺ. 15,000 munafiqeen, they came back. Abdullah ibn Ubay. They all came back with him. 15,000 munafiqeen. On the way, some of them, they were saying, مَا رَأَيْنَا We have not seen أَرْغَبُ بُطُونًا People who are more gluttonous, eating, lazy and eating away. وَأَكْذَبُ أَلْسِنًا And they lie more than them. وَأَجْبَنُ عِنْدَ اللِّقَاءِ And more cowardly when they meet the enemy. They were making these statements. They eat a lot and they are lazy and, and uh, they are cowards and they lie. They were making these statements against who? The Prophet ﷺ and the companions. So Auf ibn Malik radiallahu anhu heard that. He said, I'm going to go tell the Prophet ﷺ what you said. So when he went to the Prophet ﷺ, the revelation had already come down. The revelation, the ayah had already come down. So when that person then came running to the Prophet ﷺ, to say, no, no, Messenger of Allah, we were only joking around, we were only messing around, we didn't mean it. The Prophet ﷺ narrated the ayah to him. Which ayah? The point, the shahid, لا تعتذروا قد كفرتم بعد إيمانكم Don't make any excuses now, you have disbelieved after your iman. Don't make any excuses now, you have disbelieved after your iman. It's mentioned in the narration, the individual was chasing after the Prophet ﷺ, and when he caught up to him, the Prophet ﷺ was on his camel. And the Prophet ﷺ was riding on his camel. So this man was trying to grab the rope of the camel to get the attention of the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ wouldn't look at him. 
He would just say, لا تعتذروا Don't make any excuses now. You have disbelieved after your iman. And he wouldn't look at him. And the, uh, the narrator says, Ibn Umar, radiallahu anhuma, I could see him trying to grab onto the, the ropes and the, he was kicking the pebbles trying to keep up with the camel. And the Prophet says, wouldn't look at him, wouldn't look at him saying, you have disbelieved after your iman because of the mockery they were making. Not only him, but the others who were sat with him, who were sat with him in his congregation when he was making these jokes and they were laughing along with him, the ruling of apostasy was placed upon them too. Not just the one who said it. So apost- uh, mocking the religion, whether jokingly or seriously, the scholars say this is the ruling of apostasy. So a person cannot do this. It is of serious consequences to mock anything of the religion or the ro- laws of the religion or, uh, or the sharia in any way. And this is not correct whatsoever. So we'll conclude that for today. And we'll carry on next week, inshallah ta'ala, with that next hadith. Right, if the sisters can leave first, please. And then we'll leave afterwards.